Good evening. Welcome in to the PowerMizzou.com postgame live show after a 79-71 Missouri win over Tennessee in the SEC tournament quarterfinals. Guys, I needed 10 minutes to catch my breath. Uh, I am Gabe DeArmond, PowerMizzou.com publisher. Drew King is going to be alive along. I know he's alive. He's going to be along live from Nashville at some point. He right now is probably talking to Dennis Gateson in the Missouri locker room down in Nashville after that win. Want to invite you guys, comments, questions, anything you've got, please uh, please put them in the, in the comment queue there if you're watching live with us here on YouTube. Anything you've got to say. Uh, exciting news for you guys. Hey, we've upgraded the staff. We've got uh, Alex Stenman helping us behind the scenes producing here. He's going to take care of the comments, make sure some of those comments and questions get up on the screen as we go along. So anything you have to say about this game, put it up there. Trust me, we'll get to it all. Um, I'm going to react for a little bit first. We'll talk with you guys at some point. Drew is going to jump in and we'll talk with him from Nashville. What a game. Uh, the first thing we always do before we get this thing started and... Um, Look, this is only possible because we've got people supporting us. James Carlton has supported us all year long. He's uh, really been a friend to the show and to the site. And so we want to thank James and make sure that he gets his love right off the top here. James Carlton State Farm, 314-961-4800. Carltoninsurance.net is the internet address. James is a huge Mizzou fan. He's been doing a lot with our site. He, he's been contributing a lot to Mizzou's NIL efforts. He you know, does some things on, on radio in St. Louis. And so James wants to do two things for you. He wants to give you the best deal we can on your insurance. And he wants to help Mizzou out. The way he does that, if you get in touch with James at that website or at that phone number that I just read off, which scroll will scroll across the bottom of the screen throughout much of the show, he's and you get an insurance quote from him, he's going to donate $20 to every True Tiger Foundation, Mizzou's NIL collective of choice. So want you guys to do that. And now... This game, I mean, look, I, I don't know where to start, guys. First of all, that was a phenomenal basketball game. Um, the first half was a little bit ugly. I thought both teams looked like they had some nerves. Both teams kicked the ball around a little bit. Not the most aesthetically pleasing half. That second half was just two really good basketball teams standing toe-to-toe -to -toe and just punching each other in the face, sometimes quite literally. Um I, I told a bunch of friends and, and Alex and I were talking right before we, we went live with this. This team, like I didn't know if they were going to win. With two minutes left, I said, I don't know if they're going to win, but I don't know how you don't love this team. They are incredibly fun to watch. I've got a friend who, who covers another SEC team who was texting me from the SEC tournament. He said, I'm in. I would pay to watch this team. That's how fun this team is. It has come out of nowhere. This is no longer like an underdog story or a surprise. This team is legitimately good. You could maybe say, hey, the first time they beat Tennessee, they needed a 40-footer to do it and all that. There was none of that. This team was tied with the best defensive team in the country. By the way, they scored 50 points in the second half on the best defensive team in the country. 49, I'm sorry, 49. But they were tied with Tennessee, who... The computers tell us is one of the best teams in the country who is going to be probably a three seed, maybe a four seed in the NCAA tournament. They're tied with two minutes left and go on a 10-2 run to finish the game. Nick Honor barely shoots the ball all game, five straight points. Kobe Brown, argue with me if you want best game of his Missouri career. Des Moy Hodge, I, I mean, started 
it, he missed a bunch of shots early. It, it just wasn't working. Missed a layup at one point. Um, and then just a ridiculous second half, guys. I, I mean, he ends up he ends up with 26 points. Tennessee, uh, they made a big deal on the broadcast. Tennessee had allowed two players to score 20 points all season long. Missouri, uh, I'm sorry, nine players all season long. Missouri had two of them tonight. Des Moines Hodge, 26 points on nine of 16 shooting. Kobe Brown, 24 points on nine of 13 shooting. They combined to go seven of 15 from three-point range. Outside of those two, Missouri went 12 for 28 from the field. Not awful, but but also not great. Kobe with nine rebounds. Hodge and Kobe combined, six assists, one turnover. Three, three steals. I, I mean, it was a two-man show that these guys put on in this game, and it was good enough, mostly just with those two. Now, I don't want to take away credit from Nick Honor. DeAndre Golston made some big plays. There were there were a lot of things that happened, but this was Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge putting Missouri on its back and dragging it on their back and dragging them to the SEC semifinals for the first time ever. Tomorrow, Alabama is is up at noon um but here was the beauty of this tournament and then we're going to look at some numbers and i want to get to your guys comments but here's the beauty of this tournament i said all week coming in this tournament can't hurt missouri losing by 15 would not have hurt missouri if if they came into today as a seven seed had they lost this game 75 to 60 they were still going to be a seven seed you can only benefit they picked up a sixth quad one win. It is a it is maybe the most impressive win of the year. Does this push them up? I don't know, but they at least stay the same. If they win again tomorrow, if they beat Alabama, I think you're looking at a team that's a a sixty, um, maybe maybe even a little bit better. Uh, this team is now twenty four and eight, and just I'm rambling because I don't even know where to start. So where I want to start is. Uh, uh, I, I want to throw up some of the numbers from you for for you guys, just so you can get a look at, uh, at, at what happened in this game. And uh, we are going to do that right here. Here's here's the stats: Missouri seventy nine seventy one. Missouri shoots fifty two percent from the field. Now you might have said first time around in Knoxville, right? Hey, this is a this is a fluke. Like nobody shoots this way against Tennessee, right? Well, Mizzou just shot this way against Tennessee for the second time. 10 of 26 from three-point range. That is nearly 40%. And it's after at least an 0 for 5 start. Um, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but at least 0 for 5. Missouri had eight turnovers in the first half. They had three in the second half. At halftime, Tennessee had an advantage in points off turnovers 12 to 5. That was the crazy thing was Tennessee was kicking the ball all over the arena and Missouri wasn't doing anything with it. At halftime, Tennessee had 12 points off turnovers. Missouri had five. At the end of the game, 18-16, Missouri. Um, free throws, uh, look, Missouri started very poorly. Three of seven. They made their last six. When it came time to get things done, when they had to have it, this team came through, as they have come through all year long. This will not officially go down as a win, obviously, by five points or less. Um I thought it was going to be a five points or less game. I wrote after the last game, Missouri is 8-0 in games decided by five or less. I thought this was going to be number nine. It wasn't simply because Missouri was so good at the end that 
they won by eight <laughs> instead of winning by five. And and this team, like that was an NCAA tournament game, guys. That, that was the atmosphere of this game. That was an NCAA tournament atmosphere and not like a first round playing, you know, East Tennessee Tech. That was like a sweet 16 atmosphere. And Missouri was up to the challenge and and met it. And because of that, they march on to Saturday and uh, and the SEC tournament semifinals. So I, what, what I want to do, I just want Alex to kind of go through, throw up some of your guys' comments, questions, whatever it is. I, did, I just want to hear from you guys, um, you know, and, and Drew will eventually join us and, and we'll get his take. And Robert says this team's tough and fearless when the game is on one. That's what it is, guys. I mean, if you don't trust this team at this point, I, it, there's nothing else they could do. I mean, every single time it has come down to the wire, they have come through. Now, look, they've they've gotten beat bad a couple times, right? Auburn ran them out of the gym. Uh, Texas A&M games were over early in the second half. Kansas beat them by 28. Like, they've gotten beat badly. But when they've been in the game and had a chance with five minutes left, They've won the game every single time. You're 100% right, Robert. Um, you know, it was it was just uh, just incredible. And again, invite you guys, any any comments or questions you have, put them up. We're going to kind of run through them and, uh, and, and just go through and see what you guys want to talk about because we want this to be your show. Because as you see, like, I'm all over the place. There's so much I'm not sure what to talk about. Um, Zachary says, really like our chances tomorrow. Shot three for 28 from three in the first meeting. Don't think that happens again. I will point out, that they played the first Alabama game without Kobe Brown. If you remember, that was the game where he had turned an ankle and he was out there in warmups and Dennis Gates just said no, pulled him. And Dennis wouldn't say it out loud, but my thought going into that was he looked and he said, look, Kobe, 80%. We're probably not winning this game. Alabama was playing as well as anybody in the country. With a compromised Kobe Brown, we're not winning this game. So let's rest it. And if we get beat, we get beat. And they did get beat. It wasn't particularly close. Uh, again, yeah, three for 28 from three. That probably doesn't happen again. Now, I will say I have said all year since the first time they played, I think Alabama is the best team in the country. Alabama played incredibly well today. They they very well could beat Missouri by 20 again. Um but it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt Missouri. I mean, you are in the, the tournament semifinals against the the probably number two or three overall seed, Alabama. Now, here's what I like. Alabama's not really playing for anything. They're one seed. They're locked in. I'm not sure Missouri's playing for anything except for the fact that for this team and this program, where they are, winning an SEC tournament would be huge. Like I, I'm interested and I'm going to throw this out to you guys and put your answers in the comments and, and we'll get to them, uh, you know, as we go through the show. But if I give you the choice, Missouri wins the SEC tournament and loses in round one, or Missouri loses to Alabama tomorrow, wins a game and then loses in round two next week, which one would you choose? I think most of you will say, give me the NCAA tournament win and I get it. I think I would say, give me the SEC tournament win. For this program to hang a banner in year one of Dennis Gates would be, I I, I mean, it'd be great. Now, yeah, look, ending the 13-year losing streak in the NCAA tournament, also great. Don't get me wrong. And I know what you're really saying is, well, of course we want both. And I get, of course you want both. Um, But it'll be interesting to see. Look, I'm I'm not going to doubt this Missouri team. I mean, you know, Alabama's better. 
uh, there's not much doubt, but Missouri can go toe to toe with with just about anybody. So um, Missouri, once again, a uh, a 79-71 winner. We got almost 200 of you guys on here. I appreciate that. Everybody obviously uh, pretty pretty happy and pretty excited wants to talk about this one. So uh, Justin says Gates should have been coach of the year. Hodge should have been first team all defense. I agree Dennis Gates should have been coach of the year. And I said I would have voted for him. I didn't have a huge problem with Dennis Gates, or I'm sorry, with Buzz Williams winning it. You know who did? His players. Like, Literally, when when we asked, and I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked Nick Honor uh, on media day on Monday before the team left, said, you know, you kind of seem to have some tweets. What did you think about Coach Gates not being coach of the year? And his face lit up and he said, I'm so glad you asked me that. And they all said he should have been the coach of the year. And and look, if if all you've got is one player on the first team, nobody on the second team, nobody on the all-freshman team, nobody on the all-defense team, you finish in the top four of the league and you go to the conference semifinals, did a hell of a coaching job. So, yeah, Dennis Gates should have been coach of the year. Now, I think this has actually worked out pretty well because what you've seen since that happened was a lot of people that are saying that. I was on radio in Knoxville this morning, and they said it's an absolute joke Dennis Gates wasn't the coach of the year. What the hell's going on here? Jimmy Dykes has said it for two straight days on the broadcast in this tournament. So Dennis Gates, almost by not winning that war award, is getting more respect than he was. As, as far as Hodge, first team all defense, I would have put him on the team. But he is he is a very weird defensive player. He can take the ball away. Like, he has the fastest hands. He is elite at stealing the basketball. I don't really know if he's a good defensive player, guys. Like, I'm just being honest with you. He he, he sags off and gets beat a lot. I mean, his, his idea of a closeout is just to sprint past the shooter. I, I don't know if he's a great defensive player or not. I probably would have put him first team um, all defense. But... You know, I think a lot of people looked and said, well, this isn't a great, a very good defensive team. I just can't vote for anybody from Missouri. I, the bigger snub probably is is Dennis Gates. So I, I would agree with, with Justin and, and a lot of people uh, who are who are commenting similarly in um, in in the comments as we go. Um, if you're just joining us once again, 79-71 win. I'm sure you know that. Uh questions and, and comments and all that. Jacob Estes says first conference semifinal in a decade. And hopefully this win bumps Mizzou up. Yeah. It, it is the first time they've been in a conference tournament semifinal since they won the big 12 tournament in Kansas city in 2012. Obviously that was the 31 win season in Frank Hayes first year. Um, I joked during the week, Missouri could have called Greg Sankey earlier this week and said, we're not coming to Nashville. We're just going to forfeit. And they would have tied the deepest run they'd ever made in the SEC tournament. Um, they uh, they obviously didn't do that. They are in the conference semis for the first time ever. Um, they're there with the win over Tennessee, face Alabama. It Does it bump Mizzou up a seed? It could. But, but obviously, we're never going to know that because, like, if Missouri ends up a six seed, I'm not sure Missouri wasn't a six seed before today. Um, but this cements a seven, and I think it makes a six possible. Um, I, I more than that seems probably a little too much. I mean, they do still have some of the metrics dragging them down. They've lost eight times, they've been blown out. So higher than a six seems unlikely. Now, if they run the table and win the thing, can they get up to a five? Maybe. 
Uh, but but I I would say I think maybe this is a six seed come selection Sunday. We're only 48 hours away from that selection show. And, and uh, real quick, I do want to kind of let you guys know what we're going to do here this weekend. Um, so obviously we're live now. Drew King is going to join me from Nashville at some point. I, you know, look, he's he's busy. He's getting post game reaction from Missouri. We want him to focus on that. He's going to click in at some point. Um, now that we know they play tomorrow, we will go live tomorrow afternoon. So the Bama games at noon ends about two. Probably be on here about two thirty with you guys for you know an hour or whatever it takes tomorrow afternoon. We will then. Even if they play Sunday, we're not doing a post-game show Sunday because they will have the selection show. And so we will wait until after the NCAA tournament selection show, and we will be live with you guys on Sunday night. If Missouri is playing on Sunday, the team will be in Nashville, and Drew will stay in Nashville, and he'll join us from there. If they lose tomorrow, we will all be in Columbia. The team will be at Mizzou Arena. We'll go over and talk to them, and then we'll do a show from the arena afterwards. But we will be here with you guys every day this weekend um if you're just joining us want to want to let you take one more look at, at how missouri did this 52 percent against the best defense in the country um i have not looked through tennessee's entire schedule i'm going to do that real quickly right now but missouri scored 86 on them earlier this season tennessee gave up 55 yesterday so i'm just going to run through uh the numbers they gave up 78 to colorado early on um other than that, 75 to Arizona. Uh, Seventy-one to Texas. And seventy-nine to Auburn. So so Tennessee has given up 75 points exactly four times this year. Two of them have been to Missouri. The two highest scoring outputs of the season, or two of the three, because Auburn also scored 79, are Missouri. 79 against Tennessee, 86 against Tennessee. Only one other team has scored as many as 79 points. This is an elite defensive team. And uh, once again, want to want to shout out uh, Alex joining us. Uh, hopefully he's going to be producing some of these shows for us. He's going to – I contacted Alex like literally yesterday. Um, he's, he's throwing some things together quickly for us and, and running the ship here. He's going to uh, – but have a little more time hopefully to do it in the future if we uh, – but but I do not plan things super far in advance, so I did this yesterday. So I want to thank him for jumping on here with us and, and thank all you guys as well uh, for, for jumping in. Let's uh let's see some somebody else. Spencer Tumbleson says, I need a round one win. The last time they won a tournament game, I was a freshman watching it in the frat house in the living room. That's kind of in response to me asking you guys, like, what would you rather have an SEC tournament title or an NCAA tournament win? And I get it. I, I, I get it. That's the tournament that matters. I think most people would say lose to Bama tomorrow. Give me more. And we'll talk plenty about this team in the NCAA tournament when we see the matchups and we know what it's going to look like. Um, you know, but like I'm not going to rule out that this team's playing uh, uh, in on the second weekend. I mean, it, They've they've now beaten six teams that are going to be in this tournament. Uh, you know, I, I think they're good. Uh, carried by dad said he'd rather have the SEC championship, but also not losing in the first round. And, and that's really the right attitude. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know why you doubt this team. Uh, I, I really don't. They're, they've answered every question 
Um, they've, they've answered every doubter. Um, Kobe Brown, absolutely phenomenal today. Carter says, we want the hardware. That's the SEC championship trophy. Um, it, it, there's not a wrong answer here, right? I, I mean, you know, you can, you can take either one you want. And, and again, you want both. Um, but I just think for this program to be able to, to say, we just went and won the SEC tournament. And to do it, we went through Tennessee, Alabama, and either Kentucky or Texas A&M. It's not impossible Arkansas or Vandy gets there, but I, I think it's going to be either Kentucky or A&M. To do that, I, I mean, guys, and, and, and I want to hang on this with David for a minute because he brings up a good point. This team's going to go down in history like Patino's Unforgettables at Kentucky, no matter how it all finishes. Now, it is possible um, that, 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 that could happen. Yes. Now the reason that Kentucky team, and for those of you that are too young to know, and I'm sure there are a lot of you, Kentucky was on probation, uh, like literally sports illustrated ran, uh, a, a cover that said Kentucky shame, Eddie Sutton, you know, had, had gotten them in some trouble and, and, and they're on probation. And so basically they bring in this class of unheralded guys. And that class is the one that, I think they were juniors, um, included John Pelfrey and, and and some other guys. But then they add Jamal Mashburn as this All-American recruit under Rick Pitino. And it's the team that lost to Duke on the Christian Leitner shot with 2.1 seconds left in the 1992 NCAA tournament. And that team is called the Unforgettables because that's the one Kentucky fans always look back at and say, they were the ones that pulled us out of the misery. And they didn't get there but we got back there because of them. So, so two things here. First of all, Missouri wasn't like, like last year was really bad. I'm not saying that, but two years ago, Missouri was in the NCAA tournament. Like this is not the lowest this program has been. This isn't even the lowest this program has been in the last five years. Conzo Martin took over an absolute terrible situation. Um, and, and by the way, Conzo deserves some credit for bringing Kobe Brown here. Like the best player on this team, you know, and, and I'm not trying to turn it into a Conzo versus Gates thing. I'm just saying they're not as low as some people pretend that they have been. But they won 12 games last year and they were in a bad spot. So for this team to be remembered that way, the future teams have to go on and get things done, right? Like a lot of people look back at Brad Smith in Missouri football because Brad Smith was the guy that got them to a bowl game. But Chase Daniel was the guy that got him to the mountaintop. But everybody understands they don't get to the, the mountaintop without Brad pushing them a, a decent amount of the way up. He wasn't there when they got to the top, but he did a lot of the work to get there. So if Dennis Gates ends up being super successful at Missouri, and there's a lot of reason to think he might be, if that happens, you're going to remember Trey Gomillion and Dre Golston and Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge and Noah Carter and Sean East today, maybe notwithstanding. And, and, and if this program goes on to, say, the first Final Four in school history or winning SEC titles or whatever, this is the team you'll look back at and say, those guys started. So, so absolutely, David Newman, 100% correct on that comment. It, legacy is ultimately determined by the pe by the teams after you, but I I agree, and, and and this is the way I started the show, David. I mean, I I don't know how you don't love this team. I like I literally I don't care if they lose tomorrow and they lose in the first round. Missouri fans should 
should love this team and, and should be very excited about where this program is going. Um, I, I've told people in the last couple of weeks, I just said this on Knoxville radio. I said, I legitimately think I cover the most entertaining team in college basketball. Like sometimes they're not good, right? But they're all, they're never not interesting. Um, and there were a couple different times today when they, when they started out, when Tennessee's kicking the ball all over the arena and Missouri just wasn't taking advantage, you thought, Missouri should be up 10 points. How, how's this happening again? You know, I, I mean, eventually Tennessee's going to get this done. Then second half starts, Mohamed Diarra misses back-to-back dunks, and Tennessee goes up 38-30. And you kind of thought, I, like you didn't think it was over, but you thought they really need an answer here. Well, Demoy Hodge comes down and hits a three. And then Missouri goes on a 9-1 run to tie the game. And then it felt like that game was was never, you know, big, a two-possession game until like the final seconds again. And, and I'm going to check that. So, so the Hodge three makes it 38-33. Missouri ties the game at 39. After that, um, Missouri led 50-46. to And that was... Like, that was it, guys. Four points was the biggest lead that either team had until a minute and 25 seconds remained. (laughs) I mean, that is absolutely insane that, you know, the entire second half was played in a four-point window. just uh, just heard from Drew King. I'm gonna gonna invite him to the show. He's gonna be jumping on shortly with us from Nashville. Again, feel free comments, questions, and uh, after after we do talk to Drew, we will get back to you guys um, and, and kind of finish up with what you're talking about. Um, you know, Andrew said uh, felt very bad when Tennessee was up 16 to nine, and yeah, that was kind of the point where you go seems seems a little sketchy, like. It seemed I, – I really thought both teams went into halftime and should have felt like, hang on, we should be up 10 points in this game. How, how is this How is this happening? Uh, we've, we've got our guy here. We've got Drew King live from Nashville. Drew, where, where are you at, man? Are you, are you in that huge dark curtained room in Nashville? That's correct. Yes, I am. This is um, – it is dark. There's a lot of lights, like bright lights in here, but it's um, when it kind of down. So – If you can slide about – Three inches to your left, that there block, yeah, that block yes, there lamp that was uh so so just give us I, I mean tell us post game were you with Gates were you in the locker room kind of what did what did you do after this ended yeah so I, I kind of just hung around in the locker room I figured that um you know Gates well, I'll, I'll talk to him some other time because uh, right. we we don't and always he's get to not talk hugely to emotional after games anyway. yeah. Exactly. So um, I talked to a bunch of different players, though. And so kind of my main takeaway is this is a really exciting win for them. Um, it it kind of shows that the first game is not a fluke. Like they they really do have the upper hand over Tennessee. Um, and so they're, they're really excited about moving on into the tournament and going up against Alabama tomorrow. And and I th- tell me if the feeling down there, like I think this team came into this tournament with something to prove. But I think this, like this team, expects to win that game at this point. I, I don't know why they wouldn't. They've won that game almost every time they've had a chance. 
Yeah, and especially when it's a big game like this one, right? They they win the the bragging rights game and the Kentucky game. Like they they play to the level of competition. So sometimes that means that they're only going to beat Ole Miss by five points. But if you're going up against a ranked Tennessee team in the SEC tournament and somebody has to go home, Mizzou's going to play its best game. And I think that's what happened today. The biggest reason Missouri won this game was Kobe Brown. Demoy Hodge or something else I'm forgetting about. So this was kind of one of my takeaways was that when Tennessee started playing like themselves, where they don't really allow that many three-pointers to go in, um, I thought DeAndre Golston and, and Kobe were really the ones who had to step up and carry the offense for a while. Um, and, and that was something that I talked to DeAndre about was that when they don't have the shots falling from outside. Like it's, it's really on him to be one of the people who gets aggressive and starts going to the rim and attacking the basket and making some of those mid ranges that he had today, because um, otherwise I think this would have been a really different game for Missouri if they couldn't make threes and they couldn't make anything in on twos other than Kobe right. posting up at, at the basket. So I thought, because they Golston, weren't making free throws either. Right. Absolutely. And so I, I thought Golston was a pretty big plus for them today but obviously you know Hodge hit a bunch of threes in that second half Nick Honor had the the shot of the game mm -hmm. um and, and Kobe was great so it was a bunch of different people and, and I mean low-key I thought for the first 15 minutes of the second half Noah Carter was the best player on the team yeah no he um he actually was like one of the few guys who had a positive plus minus through the first half um and, and you know, size is something that he's never going to have an advantage in going up against a team like Tennessee. Um, but I, I feel like the last couple of games, he's really started to find his footing again, figuring out how he can help the team. Um, I, I thought he held his own on the boards today, um, even with the size disadvantage that he's at. So, yeah, Noah Carter absolutely had a good game. What it was kind of hard to tell on TV. What's what's it like in the arena? Was it Tennessee home game like or not that not not was it, it was, mostly Kentucky fans? So it, it was it was a little tough to tell because I was closer to the Tennessee side, so it was it was a little bit louder on that end. But um, it it did seem like it was mostly a Kentucky game. There were a, a pretty good pack of Mizzou fans right behind the bench from I'm assuming families and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I think it was more of a Tennessee crowd than it was a Mizzou crowd today. Yeah. Um, curious. Uh, I, you know, we all just found out a few minutes before the game, Trey Gomillion couldn't play any word down there on, on, you know, is this all weekend or do you have any idea? So I, I'm not for sure yet. I'll have to check to see if um, Dennis Gates said anything in the press conference. My best guess is it was a game time decision based on Troy's groin injury again, um, because we didn't find out until like right before tip off, um, which is usually when Gates makes those kinds of decisions. Right. Uh, I, I'm curious. And then we're going to going to see if we've got any questions for you while uh, while you're on here. But yeah. you were in the in the arena for Alabama, Mississippi State. Um, it looked to me like Bama woke up from that kind of two or three week. Hey, we don't really look like a number one seed anymore. No, Bama is going to be a pretty tough matchup for Mizzou. Um, they like just did not take their foot off of Mississippi State's neck the whole game. Um, and so they look like a 
like a true one seed. I think they could end up as the number one overall seed if they end up winning this tournament. Um, so you're you're absolutely like right because Alabama was firing on all cylinders that game. Yeah. Um, so real quick, uh, look, we've, we're nearing 300 people here live with us. So appreciate all you guys awesome. being here. This is uh, this is as many as I think we've had all year. So while you're here, you know, hit the like button, subscribe, comment, tell Drew you're very impressed with his uh, his suit and tie look. All and, compliments. And, you know, welcome. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, Alex, uh, if, if you can any of the, the comments that have come on since Drew's here, while we've got Drew, if, if you guys have any questions for him and, and Zachary, uh, you know, not specific to you, but would beating Bama put them on the five, six line? Like, so I said, coming in, let's assume they're a seven. We don't know if that's mm-hmm. right, but coming into the tournament, let's assume they're a seven. We know they're not going to slip below that. Yeah. After watching today, I'm not sure they're not a six. Yeah. No, I think um, with this win, they're for sure not an eight, right? I, I think that they were kind of oh, on yeah. the fringe seven, eight. And I think with this win, they're they're for sure a seven. Um, and so, yeah, I think a win over an Alabama team would give them another quad one win. They would be up to, what, seven on the year or something, six maybe? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is six today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So seven on the year with no bad losses. Um, and also it would make up for like their worst loss of this season where they, they lost to Alabama by over 30 points. Um, so I, I think that absolutely that that could move them up to the six or even a five because Alabama is that good. Yeah, I, I think the I, five, I think you got to win the tournament. And I'm just not sure the committee's paying attention by then. But but yeah. I don't think it's out of the question. Right? I mean, look, if. If Tennessee's a three or a four seed, Missouri's not a seven. I yeah. mean, you know, and I understand matchups and all that, but like I don't watch those teams play and think that Tennessee is a better team than Missouri. No, I, I agree. It, I mean, they, they kind of proved it today. Obviously, Zakai Ziegler was out in this one and Josiah Jordan James was out in the last one, but um they, they beat them twice and Today, they didn't need a buzzer beater to do it. So, um, yeah, right. I think that Mizzou showed that it's the better team today. They they really wrecked that five points or less thing by by going on a 10-2 run to end the game. Uh, Travis, with with some compliments. Appreciate also, you, Travis. I did, I did see that Andrew Kessel shouted out your suit and tie. Nobody shouted out my long sleeve T-shirt look. I, I thought this was, was a solid <laughs> I looks look. good, uh, Gabe. It looks I, good. Look, I, I matched the backdrop, man. This is what yeah. we do here. It's all about the aesthetics. We, we just want to look good for people. Um, Andrew so Kessel, I, great first name, by the way. <laughs> I do want to ask you, Drew, real quick. Um, did it seem when you were there like there was ever a time that game was close to like maybe a fight? Because it got fight. pretty chippy there for a little while, I thought. Um, I don't know about a fight. There was like a little bit of beef between um the Plavsic and everyone. Yeah, Plavsic yeah. yeah. and, and specifically Modiara. There was that jump ball where, where mm-hmm. Mo kind of chir- Muhammad kind of chirped at him there. Um, so that was kind of the closest. I didn't think it was ever like that much uh rage, I guess, against yeah. each other there. It was definitely I, physical, though. Oh, yeah. No no question. There are going to be some bruises. And, like, look, I would just advise, if I coached a basketball team, I would legitimately say this. If the guy that has the ball gets within a foot of you, turn around and dive on the floor because they're going to call yeah. it a charge. I mean, Sean East got called for a foul while he was just laying under the basket. I, I don't know how that's even possible. 
Yeah, that was, <laughs> I mean, it, it technically is a foul. Like you, you don't necessarily get to land underneath a, a shooter. So I, I understood I the call, but like, there's nothing Sean could do in that well, spot. Right. And, and like I credit Demoy Hodge because after like the third Tennessee flop that got called the next possession, Demoy Hodge just took a dive and he got called too. So way <laughs> to his, go, man. Way he had his go. legs like up, up over his head. He's, he did was, a good job selling it. It might've been the worst call of the game. No question. <laughs> um, so, uh, but uh, it, Hey, I mean, all in all heck of an effort out of this team. And uh, I, I thought, Really fun game. Just just kind of to, to wrap up here with you, because I know you got a lot of work to do and you're going to yeah. be back there at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, You know, it, it, does it seem pretty full? I mean, this is the first first full crowd they've had since COVID. I mean, is it yeah. did it feel like a big time atmosphere? Because watching that game felt like like a sweet 16 Elite Eight game on TV. Yeah, it, it's definitely a full crowd. A lot of people here. I'm taking the notes right now. Um, they don't have an attendance listed yet, but I'll, I'll mm -hmm. try to find out what that number was because um, it, what what I found really interesting too was like it wasn't just Tennessee and Missouri either. Like you right. had Kentucky people here, you still had Alabama people in the crowd. Like uh, so, people were realizing like this is a fun tournament to watch, and and so it was cool to see um, you know a full packed arena for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Drew, again, I know you got tons of stuff to do. Thanks for jumping on, man. And uh, everybody will read your stuff later and, and we'll be in touch. Definitely. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. That is Drew King live from Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. Again, Drew was in the locker room and, and talked to the Missouri players. He's going to have coverage going forward tonight. He'll have another preview tomorrow morning because Missouri plays again. Um, once again, Mizzou a 79-71 winner. Kobe Brown, 24-9. I thought it was the best game Kobe's ever played in a Mizzou uniform. Demoy Hodge, 26. Uh, Drew talked about Dre Golston. I talked a little about Noah Carter. Um, it was really those four guys. And then Nick Honor, just like nothing all game, really. And then, oh, you need five points here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you five points. Just, uh, you know, a, a really nice drive for a layup and then a 23-footer that, that put Missouri up. I think it was six and, and kind of felt like, oh, hang on, this is really going to happen. So I thought those five guys really um, all contributed. Shawnee's tough day, right? I mean, it just was. Mohamed Diara, tough day. It just was. But what has carried this team all year is that when a couple of guys have a tough day, there's almost always been somebody else to pick up the slack. And that's why they're sitting here at 24 and eight. Um getting ready for the SEC tournament semifinals. So um, what we want to do here real quick. Oh, uh, Alex, let me know, by the way, that the attendance at Bridgestone Arena was 16,107. So uh, it's not capacity down there, but uh, but that's that's pretty, uh, pretty solid, 16,000 people. So it's hard to tell sometimes on TV, right? It feels a little different in the arena. So um, here's what I want to do, guys. We're at about 40 minutes. Uh, we got got a lot of people, so I want to ask you one more time. 
like the like the show, subscribe to the channel, do all the things that professional YouTube people ask you to do. If you listen on the podcast later, you know, say nice things about us on social media and all that. Um, but what I want Alex to do is just kind of rapid fire through some of these comments. Just just put them on the screen one after the other, because I appreciate you guys all being here. And, and I just want to make sure that that some of you guys get some love for for being here and, and get your comments on the screen and all that. We're going to take about five more minutes to wrap things up uh, as as we get done. And uh, there you go. Dallas out in Colorado wants to know it is. Well, Dallas, your time tomorrow will be 11 a.m. game. It is a noon game here, noon game in Nashville. Uh, and, and that time is set. Like, that's the first game of the day. Uh, so they will tip off at 11 a.m. Colorado time against the Alabama Crimson Tide. David, David Newman says second weekend run. Um, there's a chance, man. There really is. And, look, I never – I never make picks before the brackets come out, right? Because if they get matched up against some team that has two, six, 11 guys, I like the second weekend thing a little bit less. Um, but this team has beaten, you know, Kentucky and Illinois in back-to-back games. They've, they, they're going to get Tennessee and now maybe Alabama. Like those are two top 15 teams. If they can beat them on back-to-back days, they can absolutely win back-to-back games in the NCAA tournament. Um, Bama, 21 hours rest, down a player. Missouri, 19 hours rest, down a player. You know, um, tomorrow is tomorrow's house money for Missouri. No question. Tomorrow is just go out there and and see what happens. And if you get a win, hey, maybe you are a five seed. Maybe you do rise up a little bit more. Um, But they're they're in the mix. Uh, Felt like Honor played such a, a pivotal role today. And it's weird. Like, I didn't think he... I thought the best thing Nick Honor did for about the first 30 minutes was like, just not screw up because they had another point guard that was kind of kicking the ball around and, and making some mistakes. And, and Honor was, he was fine, right? He was steady. But then at it, it was the same as, and I'm for, I think it was the Mississippi State game where Honor just hit the biggest three of, of the game uh, in overtime. He did again, just, uh, oh, you need me to shoot? Okay, well, I guess I'll shoot. I, I didn't realize you wanted me to shoot, but but I can do that. And he did it five straight points. Uh, came up huge in the clutch. Nathan says, uh, playing with house money, incredible year, 100%. And, 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 and look, truthfully, you know, I've seen some people say, uh, say throughout the season that it's obvious, like, hey, you're a fan and you're happy. And I love, well, guys, this, this team's fun, man. Who wouldn't have fun watching this team, right? And and you guys are happy and everybody's engaged. We got 300 people on here on a Friday night. Uh absolutely, man. This is this is great to great to to have this program, you know, back to a point where it matters this time of year because this is the time of year for most of the last eight years. We've been sitting here saying one of two things: either God can this please be over. Or what day should we publish the hot board? And that's it. That, I mean, there was the the Conzo's first year, you know, had the excitement and and obviously, you know, it fizzled a little bit. But that season you couldn't really even enjoy because we spent so much of it talking about the guy that wasn't playing. And then the other year he went to the tournament. It was weird because it was the COVID year. So you couldn't really go to games. So you felt a little disconnected to begin with. And then you know, they, they fizzled down the stretch and it, it just didn't go. Now, I, I mean, this is the, mo- I, I don't think there's any question. I've, I've covered this program for 20 years. I put this in the top three of the, uh, 
of the teams that I've enjoyed covering, uh, along with the 0809 team that went to the Elite Eight, and then the uh, the the team in Frank Hayes' first year that won the Big Twelve, and then obviously lost to Norfolk. So, uh, and Dan says, and I totally agree. So hard to remember we were in the COVID tournament because. Sports was just so weird then, like you couldn't go. So it was like they were happening in this disembodied thing, you know? So, uh, so yeah, it'll be fun that um, Drew and I will be at the NCAA tournament somewhere Thursday or Friday. Uh, we'll actually be there a, a little sooner to be able to talk to the guys beforehand and all that, but they will play either Thursday or Friday somewhere. We know that. We know they will be seated to win a game, which I think means they get to, I think it means they get to choose the uniforms they wear, whether it's white or something else. But they're going to be the higher seed in a first-round NCAA tournament game. And they are playing tomorrow in the SEC tournament semifinals. And if you go back to November 1st and you were saying that, either you were a liar or you believe every Missouri team every year is going to do those things. Uh, because there was no way to see this coming. Right. Uh, I don't feel bad that that I didn't pick this team to be 24 and eight and in the top four of the SEC and playing in the SEC tournament semifinal. Who could have seen this coming? Noah Carter had never done it at this level. Demoy Hodge had never done it at this level. Nick Honor had never really done it at this level. Sean East, Mohamed Diara, these are brand new guys. Drake Olston had never done it at this level. Kobe Brown hadn't done it like this. So what's that old point to? Yeah. Dennis Gates probably should have been the SEC Coach of the Year. Uh, I think I think this kind of proves that. Um, there you go. Adam agrees with me. Um, you know, but but I'm sure Dennis will trade that for a trophy this weekend, and maybe a little bit of a run in March. I'm sure you guys would all agree. Hey, it'd be fun to have the uh, fun to have the Coach of the Year, but take the wins. Uh, you know, I think Drew and I on the midweek show set the over under on wins the rest of the year at two and a half. They've got one. Question is, do they get two more? So we'll see. Um, really appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Um, we've again biggest crowd we've had, and we may top it tomorrow. They beat Alabama. Who knows? People get a little busy on Saturday, but uh, appreciate everybody being here. There you go, Freeway Jared, doing my job. Like the video, subscribe. Yeah, would appreciate you guys certainly doing that. Um, and would also appreciate you guys getting in touch with my friend James Carl. Uh, from James Carlton State Farm. There you go, carltoninsurance.net. Scrolling across the bottom of the screen if you're watching on YouTube, 314-961-4800. In case you're listening on the podcast, once again, 314-961-4800. If you're super old, you're still on Facebook, look up Carlton Insurance on Facebook. And uh, James wants to take care of your insurance needs. So just get in touch with them. You've all got to have insurance. Make sure you're getting the best deal you can. You all also should be invested in Missouri being good at sports. And while Missouri is good at sports, the way... You stay good at sports. By the way, there's a player on this team that theoretically could come back next year. He had 24 points and nine rebounds. I'm just going to say the way that probably happens is through name, image, and likeness, right? Well, James wants to help you with that. Uh, if you call James or you email him, you go online and you get a quote from him, and you tell him you heard about it on Power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 on your behalf to the Power Mizzou arm of the Every True Tiger Foundation NIL Collective. So that is a win-win-win, as Michael Gary Scott would say. Once again, guys, appreciate you all uh, hanging out with us tonight. 
and we are going to be back after the game tomorrow. I've got a little writing to do. Drew King has a lot of writing to do tonight and tomorrow. We will be back live with you post-game right here on the same YouTube channel. I want to thank Alex for, for running the show behind the scenes and hanging out with us on very short notice, and uh, hopefully he didn't get too tired of listening to me, and he might want to do this again in the future. Hope you guys want to do it again in the future as well. We will talk to you all later. Missouri, a 79-71 winner. We'll be back next time.